It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. This is Matt Carroll. Today, I will be be doing the hosting job of the show um, and will be joining joined um, in a few by my other uh, co-host today. But for the meanwhile, um, it is just me. Uh, we have a few things to be talking about tonight. A lot of things, actually, to be talking about. Um, first, we will talk about how the uh, the Bobcats have football team has come to a close after a 21 to 10 loss over uh, in Bowling Green. As that season wraps up, uh, we will be looking forward to talking more about the Bobcats men's basketball team. Uh, an exciting season so far. An exciting season that will be. Um, in the future, uh, as they last win uh, over Concordia, 88-68. to 68. That game was a big game by yours, Miles Brown, who had a career-high 19 points as Ohio routed Concordia, 88-68, to 68 on Friday. Diving a little bit deeper into uh, the, the Bobcats season, uh, they had a very... So far, undefeated at home. That is a very positive, very good stat to have as you always want to perform well in front of your home crowd. Um, when it matters most, your fans will be all watching. Uh, and so far, so far, so far they've done that. And uh, that, that is a very positive, positive, uh, positive stat to have early, early into this season as we have, you know, a sophomore in Mark Sears leading the helm of our Bobcats at point guard uh, who's had a, a, ter- a terrific season so far. Um, our, our one big loss has come from number 13, Kentucky. Um, and, and, you know, that, that was a good game as well. Um, I am uh, very pleasantly surprised with how uh, our Bobcats have been playing so far with the loss of our Jason Preston. You know, the, the question was going into the season, how will um, we, we bounce back? after we've had a, uh, a, a school year uh, for our men's basketball team, making it into the March Madness, winning, winning the MAC tournament first, then uh, making it into March Madness, and then upsetting the reigning national champions in, in Virginia. Um, and then, obviously, our star, our star player in Jason Preston gets drafted to the Clippers, um, and there was a lot of questions. We had, a, uh, we had a graduate senior come in, Jason Carter. He makes his return to the Bobcats. Um, and not only has he made his return, but he's made his return uh, have a very big and solid impact on the Bobcats as he has uh, contributed to every game so far that um, they played. But the other question was how, how Mark Sears will be able to adjust to this new role as being the guy. And not being the guy necessarily because Ben Vanderplas is still here. Uh, Jason Carter is coming in. Uh, but being definitely one of the guys that you need that needs to be relied on, and um, he's shown he's shown that he can he can do that, um, averaging 16.3 points per game, uh, averaging 31 minutes a game, and shooting 46.1 percent from the field. Also, is leading the Bobcats with 4.3 assists per game. Um, so so he's come into this role as starting point guard exceptionally exceptionally well. Um, and has been doing everything right for the Bobcats, doing what they what needs to be done to to win. And uh, you can't ask more of that from your starting point guard. And that that's the one thing you know. You don't need to be flashy all the time. You don't need to be making these highlight plays. But you need to be doing uh, what needs to be done to win the game. And that that's also really what this whole team is doing. And which I like I like to see you know uh, as a fan myself. Uh, seeing these these players doing doing the dirty work, uh, diving for loose balls, getting ball hawking, you know, getting hands in the faces, and that's what we've been doing so far, and that's why we've been having this early success, um, and that's why we are five and one, and uh, so far 
um, MAC play has has yet to start, but we're first in the MAC. Um, however, just a little bit of stats going into the season: uh, Vanderplas uh, with 15 points um, per game, uh, followed followed by Jason Carter, 14.8 points per game. And to talk a little bit about Jason Carter, um, me being a, a new student at Ohio University when I when I came in. Um, I am, I am now a junior, but, you know, with COVID and everything, every, everything feels um, like everything didn't happen these past few years. But um, when Jason Carter left here, everybody was disappointed, but understood that was the right decision that he needed to make for his career. Um, but last year when we were on air uh, and just talking with Connor Mills and Joey Medor, uh, how excited they were to have Jason Carter back, and especially with the absence of uh, Jason Preston. Um, you know, being, having somebody able to come in to make some, get some points, uh, get the rebounds and and do some of the things that we're losing, um, get a playmaker. And and that's what he's been doing. Uh, averaging 14.8 per game. Uh, he's our leading rebounder with 7.5 points per game. And that's something that we, we need, especially, uh, especially not really having, um, all of our players uh, back healthy, um, and that's something that uh, he can be proud of so far going into this season and look to continue that, um, along with leading our team in blocks with nearly two blocks per game. So, yeah, so yeah I, I, I could not be more proud of, of what we're, we're doing as a, as a team, and moving forward, we're, we're looking in the right direction. Uh, we're looking in the right direction um, moving into Mac, Mac play that, that will be starting here soon. Um, but uh, we, we look for our next game on uh, Wednesday, December 1st. Uh, this will be at LSU. You know, that, that'll be a big game going against an SEC team. Um, you know, the competition is different. The teams are going to be different. Style of play is going to be different. But, you know, keeping, keeping on what, what our... our um, what we've been doing so far, you know, uh, is, is going to be key. Um, and, and that's what I, I think I'm confident to say that we will be doing that because we, we have had uh, our, our test to see what we can be doing against a, you know, a top, top name school. Uh, and that, that was our game against Kentucky. And, and the game against Kentucky was, was first half was very good, very well played, um, we were, I believe, we ended up being down by two going into half with an opportunity to um, go into that game, going into the second half with the lead. Um, obviously, um, Oscar on Kentucky was not playing most of the first half, uh, and that was due to foul trouble. But you know, the other players on Kentucky's team are still Power Five and top program talented players. So it wasn't like, you know, just because Oscar was down and out for the game wasn't mean we were playing a bunch of scrubs. We were still playing Kentucky-level players. And that's what I still like to see our, our guys, you know, go out there and compete, and that they did. Um, Vanderplas led the game with 19 points per game, uh, six rebounds, and uh, Mark Sears led the game in uh, assists. So so every everything that that team has been doing so far has, has been leading um, – in, in the right direction, in my, my opinion. And I'm excited to see what we can do, um, not only in the MAC, but, but honestly, in the college basketball. You know, we, we have, I believe we had uh, one AP vote for to get into the, um, into the rankings, which just having that national recognition on your program me- means a lot to a program, um, and not only to the... Um, the program, but to Jeff, I can't imagine how, how proud of Jeff Bowles is uh, coming in, um, coming in as a third-year coach, his team, and to see the success from his guys, I'm sure I'm sure he is uh, is very proud. Um, but also on the topic, we can we'll be talking about OSU, uh, Ohio State football, how they uh, came up short to Michigan and how their basketball team has not been living up to preseason expectations, um, along with how the Bengals have beat the Steelers. But 
We will be right back. We'll be taking our very first short break. We will be back. I am Matt Carroll, and this is The Sports Fan on 97. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Medicare Open Enrollment is here. Now through December 7th, free help is available for older adults and people with disabilities. Buckeye Hills Regional Council can connect you with a certified Medicare counselor to find the plan that's best for you and check your eligibility for additional Medicare savings programs. Visit BuckeyeHills.org backslash Medicare or call Ohio's Medicare hotline at 1-800-686-1578. That's 1-800-686-1578. This resource was supported in part by a grant from the U.S. Administration for Community Living. Have you heard of Project RISE? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project RISE. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. We're back here with the sports fan on 970, and I am still your host, Matt Carroll, uh, and I will be joined here soon by my co-host, Cade. Uh, when he joins, I'll have him hop on and, you know, get to talking about sports. That's what we like to talk about, right? Now, after that commercial break, we'll dive deeper into the Cincinnati Bengals with a Honestly, a dominating, dominating win over the Pittsburgh Steelers, 41-10 to to bring their record to 7-4 and and second in the AFC North. Now, a little backstory about myself. I am, sadly, I know, I, being in, being, going to a school in Ohio, I am a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But, so I was able to watch that game, and I was very impressed with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, with uh, Joe Burrow, with, I mean, Joe Mixon. Jamar Chase played extremely well. T. Higgins had it a very, very good game. Um, overall, that, that, that game was dominated, dominated. In and in a must-win game for both teams, really, the better team won out. The, the better team definitely did win out. And um, if, you were, if I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan, I'm very proud of, of how my team handled himself handled themselves because um, not only did they just dominate, you know, maybe with the run game. No, they dominated on both sides of the ball, uh, offense and defense, run game, passing game, uh, run blocking game. I mean, everything. Everything was just a very, very solid game over and out. Um, Joe Mixon ran for a career high, 165 yards. And uh, that that was his, I believe, his third third game of the season now with uh, with over 100 yards. And that, that man can play. <laughs> that man can play. You know, he, he's come and he's shown it, really. <clears throat> I, I, I always thought that he was a talented enough running back to be a top five running back in this league. He just needed um, to stay healthy, one, and to be able to have just a little bit of a better offensive line to get him those holes needed and necessary to um, bounce in and out and create the holes necessary for a run, running back to succeed. Um, and so far, so so well this season as he's had um, a very, very solid season so far. T. Higgins also had a highlight reel catch um, going up and over James Pierre of the Steelers for a highlight reel touchdown. 
And um, he had a very well, very, very solid game with, I believe it was six receptions. Um, or let me get the, don't want to mislead everybody. But yes, no, six receptions, 114 yards, and one touchdown. And that touchdown being that highlight reel touchdown. Um, yeah, no, everything that they did on both sides of the ball, whether or not it was uh, blocking the run, stopping the run, um, Najee Harris obviously coming in as one of the more talented rookies um, who's shown that he can run the ball. They held him to eight carries for 23 yards, which is impressive. Uh, they held uh, the wide receivers for uh, Pittsburgh below 100 receiving yards, uh, let up one touchdown, and that came really, I mean, from chump change. <laughs> chump time left in the, in the game uh, with three minutes left. Um, the game was already over, and um, the, it, was, it was already over. Nothing needed to be said here. Um, and, and, yeah, it was a dominating performance. Mixon, he, he is a solid running back, and as, as he should show the rest of the season that he can be the, the number one guy and, and almost a top three running back now in, in the league, I believe. Now with Derrick Henry injured, out for the season, um, and all these other running backs that are hurt. Mixon has stepped up and, and shown to the league and shown to the nation that he, he's the man behind the realm for the Bengals moving forward, um, and he, he deserves to be, to be highlighted as such. Happy to announce uh, Cade. He, he's, he's back in. He, he came in, and uh, now he, he's been able to join us. So now he, he can uh, talk some sports with us that we all like to talk about um, but, but, yeah, the Bengals, and as they look to uh, host, um, let's just see the, the schedule here as uh, the Bengals, uh, they do have a tough matchup next week against the Chargers, uh, and that will be a 1 o'clock start uh, next Sunday. And that will be an interesting start to see how they can come off of a, a dominating performance. Uh, we'll see if they can not not fall back into um, being complacent with the season. Oh, you know, we, we swept our division rivals. Uh, we've proven what we needed to prove. And with how well that team has been playing and how talented the team is, that should not at all be the accomplishments and the, the goals set out for the season. And I know that's not. Uh, it's all a Super Bowl. And, and in my opinion, I believe after watching the Baltimore Ravens uh, Cleveland Browns game last night, the AFC is Cincinnati's to lose. Um, I believe that uh, Baltimore has shown to, um, if opposing teams make Lamar Jackson throw the ball and beat him through the air, more times than not, he will not be able to do so. And Cleveland's defense uh, you can talk wonders about Cleveland's defense, who forced four to- turnovers, uh, allowed them to only 16 points, but but yet Baker Mayfield was not able to lead that team into into a success successful successful game. Um, and if I'm the if I'm the Browns, coming up on a contract year for Baker Mayfield, looking obviously going to be looking to be paid as a franchise quarterback. Uh, I, if I were in charge of handing out the checks, I do not pay Baker Mayfield top high-end money. Um, he has not shown that um, he has he has proven that he can take them to the playoffs and win a playoff game. Yes, uh, but to be the money he's going to be asking for is not going to be the money that he deserves to make. And I hope that the Browns organization can understand that and look into spending more money on different avenues that they need to be spending money on. Um, and, and not looking to give uh, Baker that, that big-time contract that he so will desire. However, the grass is not always greener. The grass is not always greener. I mean, they've waited 20-plus years, 20 years, to make it into the playoffs and to win them a playoff game, and they finally found that quarterback after multiple trials and errors, multiple trials and errors, they found the, their guy, supposedly, in Baker Mayfield. And if I were the Browns, I do not jump ship on him quite yet. 
I do not believe that the season is over. They are very much still in reach. They are third in the division. Um, they, I believe, one game behind Cincinnati. I, um, they are six and six. Cincinnati seven seven and four. Um, but Baltimore is only eight and three. Now that game last night was a very, very huge game for either side on both ball, both sides of the ball in Baltimore and Cleveland, um, as Cleveland could have went into seven and five, and um, looking better into the in, in into the future. But they they will have a a tough road ahead of them, um, as the the Browns now for some reason have back-to-back games against the Ravens. And now I'm not sure how that how the schedule worked out that way and how that's quite frankly even allowed. I can't remember the last time that that was the case, but they do have back-to-back games against the Ravens. This being at home, um, following following a bye week. So they have a week. They can settle down, rest up their players. Baker Mayfield can get that rest that he needs because he needs it. He's banged up. He is banged up. But he needs to, you know, in my opinion, he needs to take a look at himself in the mirror. He needs to understand how how bad he's hurting. And if if those injuries are taking up, his ability to make these passes and make these plays necessary to win them a game, he needs to swallow his pride. He needs to swallow his pride, go up to Stefanski and say, hey, I am not the right guy right now as my body has shown. Case Keenum's your guy. And I know he will never say that, and nobody will honestly ever say that because then that means possibly losing the starting job, losing out on millions of millions of dollars. But they aren't winning games with him at the helm. I mean, they did win the week before, but that was against the Lions. And they only won 13-10. to 10. And it's not like he came out and had a dominating performance again. So I believe that they need to come out here, show Baker, either Baker needs to own up, and say he can't make these plays or make the plays. And if he can't, if he's unable to make these plays, take it in. I also, along with that game, if this is a division rivalry, which it was, AFC North football, AFC North has a, has a name for himself on gritty, hard-nosed football division. Run game, run game shoving it down their throats. And in a division game, in a must-win game for either side, how Nick Chubb was only able to have, I believe it was only eight carries for not a lot of yards. That is honestly quite embarrassing. It's honestly quite embarrassing. And I understand um, Jarvis Landry, you know, he had over 100 yards. He had six receptions for 111 yards. Um, one being the 38-yard uh, long that he received. But if I have, and I understand also that Kareem Hunt came back this week. But it wasn't like Kareem Hunt had 20-plus carries in 80 yards. He had seven carries for 20 yards. Now, Nick Chubb is your guy. You know, they hold that one-two punch. But I believe Nick Chubb is the guy and the guy that needs to be their, their starter. Um, it's their feature back. But to have him only have eight carries for 16 yards is quite honestly embarrassing. It's, it's embarrassing. Because that is a must-win game, and, and you look to your opponent, their feature back, who is Devontae Freeman, who really hasn't been heard of in a few years, had 16 carries. 52 yards, not obviously a lot, but enough. So to have double the amount of carries that um, Nick Chubb had, how can you explain that? How, how can you explain that if I'm a head coach getting answers? I, I don't honestly believe that they really can. They can explain that because that's 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 not that shouldn't be shouldn't shouldn't be. It it just shouldn't. 
And I, I honestly think that they might even know that themselves. Um, but who knows? May, maybe the tides will turn the next game, that they will see each other again very soon in just next week. And who knows? Maybe they come out with a completely different game plan and just absolutely throttle the Ravens because the Browns have been known to come out and do that this year. I mean, they they got stomped by Pittsburgh, a not very good Pittsburgh team, but they did get they did lose to the Steelers, and then they came out and dropped 41 points on the Bengals, who are my division, who are, in my opinion, are in line to win the division. So who knows what, what we'll be able to see here, here soon, but... Um, but it, it'll be interesting, as, as AFC North football is always interesting. We'll be taking another short break, getting Cade set up and everything. I am Matt Carroll, and this is 970 AM. Stay informed about the stock market from Goldsberry Wealth Strategies. Weekdays at 5.30 on 970 97.1 FM, WATH. The report follows the news. Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a broker-dealer and is independent of RJFS. Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street, right next door to the Donkey Cafe. Uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress. 593-7393. That's 593-7393. Live and local. The Sports Fan on 970-WATH. <laughs> We are back here. I am your host, Matt Carroll, alongside Cade. And Cade, how you doing, man? How, how do you pronounce your last name, too? Williamson. Williamson. Sorry for as easy as that name is. I was going to botch it. I, I felt somehow, someway I was going to botch it. But how you doing, man? I'm doing good today. It's a good, uh, good Monday after Monday morning, Monday evening. <laughs> All good, man. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. And... Um, as this is our first time on, on the show together, uh, what, what's your team, man? What, 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 what's your team? What, who do you back? Uh, honestly, I'm a, I'm a 49ers fan. Okay. Surprising. I think 49ers fan. So, uh, I'm obviously happy to see that they got the victory on Sunday. Uh, I think the Vikings got the second wild card spot. So, they're hoping that they can continue to be successful. It goes on. Nice, man. Nice. And that, that just um, extends the list of uh, sports. Sports fan uh, teams that we're all fans of, and I, I know Joey Medora. He's a uh, huge Baltimore Ravens fan. Uh, Connor is a uh, Browns fan, although he's from New Jersey. I and I apologize, Connor, if you're listening in, and uh, that was not your team. Uh, and then obviously uh, last year, one of our guys, Brad Walker, he was also a Browns fan. Um, but but yeah, so we, and I'm a Steelers fan. So we're hitting we're hitting all these different teams now coming along here. Um, but, but yeah, after, you know, I, I voiced my opinion, um, but yeah, Cade, were you able to watch that Browns Ravens game at all? And, uh, if so, what, what were the key takeaways that you were able to like maybe pick up? They are, and I mean, if I'm a Ravens fan, if, if Joey was here talking, uh, it is another close victory, as the Ravens have had multiple. Uh, it's funny how their record is eight and three, but they could very well be six and six, five and five and seven. Um, but you know, it's sports, and no one looks at the ifs and buts. They look about what's now and what's going to be. So at, at, right now they're eight and three, five and one, um, in uh, the division and first place in the division, and that's something to be happy about. Um, and now if I'm the Browns, going into next week, it's a must-win game. It, it, it's a must-win game. They can't get swept by 
the Ravens, um, and and they can't get swept by the Ravens. And then they also have have the the uh, Steelers to come up with that they also need to have that must win game, especially since the Steelers are obviously not playing well. Um, they they do have a game on the the Bengals, which is uh, a positive, but that's not going to be enough to make it into the playoffs or to win the division. And that's I, I you know if I'm a Browns fan, I know it took me long enough, a few years, <laughs> a few maybe. But now, with the team being how it is, I have Super Bowl in my eyes. That's been the past two years, hasn't it? On paper, our team is a Super Bowl contender team. Now, it it hasn't been necessarily shown. Um, So, if I'm a Browns fan, I'm a little bit disappointed. But, again, how can I be disappointed when I've had 20-plus years of being disappointed? I should be taking the positives out of it, but hey... We don't come for close calls in second places. We come for first places. So, yeah, again, if I'm a Browns fan, it's a must-win game here against the Ravens. It's going to be at home. The dog pound needs to show up, and, uh, and, and I think they will. Um, I think they will. But, but, yeah, Kate, how about that stat about, about Nick Chubb only receiving eight carries? I, I, I think that's a little bit ridiculous. I, I can't believe how... Um, that was the game plan maybe going forward. I don't know if that was something that they adjusted mid-game. They thought that they'd have more success in the air. But when they only give their star running back eight carries, in my opinion, I don't think they um, did what was needed to win. Yeah, I, I'm very surprised by that one, too, because Nick Chubb is your workhorse. Nick Chubb is your starting running back. That's the guy who's the bell cow back. He's the guy that you go to all the time whenever you need to get a first. Whenever you need carries, and like you said, Kareem Hunt came back last night, the first time I saw him in a while, but still, Nick Chubb is your guy, you got to feed him, you got to feed the guy, like how they used to do with Zeke in Ohio State, to feed the, feed the beast, you got to feed your main back, and you got to get him more involved in the, in the football game. Now, I, I, I'm happy that you did bring up uh, Zeke and the Ohio State team, um, because there's a lot to be talking about about the Ohio State team as well just came off their first loss in 10 years to the Michigan Wolverines. Now, very disappointing loss um, for the Ohio State Buckeyes as they were looking to make the playoffs. They were looking to make some, some headway in um, the college football playoff uh, standings, uh, but they did not do so. Um, they're not making it into the Big Ten Championship as Michigan is with the overall record of 11 and 1 and a conference record of 8 and 1 but with the head to head against Ohio State and Michigan uh, Michigan does prevail. Now that game was a thriller as Michigan did lead the entire way uh, when they did come out hot with a 7 nothing lead uh, with Hassan Haskins um, with a touchdown which I think I don't know about you but if I'm an Ohio State fan seeing a Haskins score a score a touchdown, I might be getting a little deja vu. Yeah, yeah, just, just the wrong side of the ball that, that was. Uh, I remember, I actually went to the game in 2018 between Ohio State and Michigan. It was a great game to watch. Good day in Columbus. Cold day, of course. But still, it was a very good back-and-forth game. And Hassan Haskins, this man all over the Buckeyes, reminded me of all the games in the 90s where Michigan would just show out and run all over the Buckeyes. And I think part of that is they didn't play last year. Nobody played last year at all which kind of, I think, set the overall rivalry in a sort of situation where it was a level playing field. Michigan took that level playing field to their advantage, and they ended up beating the Buckeyes for the first time in 10 years. That's right. And before we move on, I, I, uh, I know I'll be getting, I would be uh, in trouble <laughs> by the higher-ups if I uh, did miss. We do have two tickets to give away for the Ohio Bobcats um, in, their, in their matchup. Uh, for their for the next game against St. Francis on Saturday, uh, December 4th at 3.30 p.m. Now, we do have two tickets to give away. That means uh, if the first caller, we have a quick question for you. Should be pretty easy, but if the first caller can answer the question, um, who was the last Ohio University men's basketball player to get drafted into the NBA? And if you can call in and answer that question, you have two tickets to the 
to the next game. And it looks like we do have a caller. Give me one second here as I just... Hello? Hello, caller. Can you hear me? I, I do believe that that might have been um, a our, an error on our side, but we will be looking to correct that error as uh, we get more we get more phone calls coming in. Uh, but yes, if you are able, I I encourage people to call in and answer that phone call and answer that question to receive two two uh, two tickets. But in the meantime, we will still talk about Ohio State football. Um, and and yeah, I, I I agree with you, Cade. I mean. Not having that rivalry matchup last year and uh, not having that uh, that game, I think that might have been the, what what was needed for the the Wolverines to kind of come back and get a little reset, as you said, even the playing field out, uh, and and that 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 they did, <sighs> they did even the playing field out and and uh, won them the game here. Um, I think it's also good for the rivalry itself. I mean, the I agree. I agree, and uh, if I'm Ryan Day, I'm, I'm very disappointed um, because I, I do believe he did come out and say he wanted to hang 100 on, on the Michigan Wolverines, and uh, obviously he did not do that. Um, they, they got upsetted, first loss in 10 years, um, and if I'm Jim Harbaugh, I can take a deep breath. I can take a deep breath. I can say, finally, finally. Because that that was his big, that was his big um, uh, weight on on his shoulders that he would not he was unable to beat the rivalry and, and to win the games that he was hired to do. I mean, he was brought in to beat Ohio State to win them a national championship, and it looks like this year they'll have their very uh, one of their first opp- best opportunities to do so um, coming into the Big Ten championship. Uh, in the, uh, I believe, which is this Saturday, if I'm, if I'm mistaken. Yeah, it is this Saturday. They take on Iowa uh, in Indianapolis. It should be a good one. Uh, honestly, I'm not sure who to pick for this one. I think you can go on either way, to be completely honest with you. I think both Michigan and Iowa match up very well with each other. Uh, but I believe Michigan can pull it out. And if they can pull it out, this will be the first time that they've Going to the college football playoff, I think it's also good for college football to have somebody else in there from the Big Ten that isn't Ohio State, as Michigan would be the first team ever in the, from the Big Ten in the college football playoff that is not Ohio State. They've been the only team that's been in it so wow. far. I know that's a surprising stat right there. You think it'd be a little bit different, but the Buckeyes have been the only Big Ten team to represent that conference so far as the college football playoff started back in 2013. Buckeyes won the first one. If you're the Michigan Wolverines, you have to be excited with how well your program is doing, how they've improved over the recent years. Um, you know, they, they've changed everything. They changed the narrative when they went in. You could also tell by the energy of the crowd. I want to flash it back to early in the third quarter. Ohio State got the opening kickoff to start the third, and they went out. They had a third down and two, and they decided to run the football. And Michigan's defense, Aiden Hutchinson, leading the way, he had a spectacular game so that he's one of the best defensive players in college football and if not the best exactly. and i think if you're a michigan wolverines fan you're looking at your chances this weekend and being very excited about those chances but also hopefully continuing that into the college football playoff although i i would like to see their matchup if they end up do facing cincinnati which i'm assuming 
as long as the Bearcats win this weekend, they'll end up making the playoffs. But I think that matchup is very well between Michigan and Cincinnati, and I'm intrigued to see what they can do from here on out. Yeah, no, I am as well. And you you see uh, Michigan's uh, – I know we won't be talking much about uh, Michigan and Iowa Big Ten game – um, but just a little bit, you saw, saw the game against Iowa, the Iowa-Nebraska game, um, which Nebraska is, is a very interesting team who's only lost their largest uh, opposing team was to Ohio State, nine points. But yet they're three and whatever. <laughs> so that, that's an interesting anomaly um, as a team. But, but, yeah, if I'm Ohio State, I'm disappointed. How could you not be? You're proud. You're prided by um, beating the Wolverines, making it into the Big Ten championship, reaching the college playoffs, and and this year, you know, they just didn't. Especially having a C.J. Stroud at the helm um, is disappointing. But go, go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, I was just going to talk about how Ryan Day called it a failure. He just called it afterwards. The only thing he could say was that it was a failure on behalf of Ohio State to lose that game because you're expected in Columbus, especially over the recent years. You're expected to beat that team up north every single time you play them. And when you fall for the first time of losing that team in 10 years, and that 2011 team was is probably one of the worst Ohio State football teams since the turn of the century. And they still competed with Michigan, and they lost that game. And not to say that the Buckeyes didn't compete with Michigan this past Saturday. They did. It was a good game down to the wire. But you just got to be shaking your head if you're Ryan Day. And you gotta, you got to make sure that you're changing something in the culture with Ohio State. Correct, yeah. I, I could not agree more. I mean, as you said, even one of their worst teams that they've had, they, they competed. And not, not to say, as you said, not to say that the, this Buckeye team did not compete, but I just thought that, um, go, I mean, going into the game, I, I, didn't, I thought Ohio State was going to pull out the game because how could you not? You know, it's Ohio State-Michigan. Ohio State always wins that game, uh, but not this year. Uh, not this year, but... Uh, to, to go back to our, our giveaway, I, I, we believe that the issue back here has been solved. I do apologize to the caller that tried calling in, but I urge uh, everybody to call back in for another chance. Uh, the question, the chance for two uh, Bobcat tickets to the next game against St. Francis. Uh, the question was, who was the Bobcat's last player to make it to the NBA draft and to get drafted into the NBA? you guys are able to call in and see that answer that question, you will be the lucky winner to the next game against St. Francis, St. Francis, Saturday, December 4th at 3.30. As calls will be coming in, yeah, talk about more about Ohio State. I, I was disappointed watching. Um, it just looked like Michigan, quite frankly, dominated, which I was not expecting. Um, they, they were able to come away with uh, a very explosive run game. Um, and, and, you know, Ohio State's defense wasn't their, wasn't their name of the program this year. I mean, it was their explosive offense. They have Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, C.J. Stroud. Um, now their, their running back, Henderson, I know was a question uh, this going into the season, but as he's proven, he can play. And so, so the put up 27 points in a rivalry game, you know, isn't really expected. You would expect them, because I believe they were averaging around 44 points per game. I, I, if I'm... Right. Rolling. Yeah, th their offense was rolling. you're a team like that, you're facing a good team like Michigan, you can't win by kicking field goals. And if you take those two field goals away and you turn them into touchdowns, it's only a seven-point ball game. It's only 42-35, where that, that's changing the tide of the game a little bit. You're Buckeyes, you know. You, you have to make sure that you are capitalizing, especially a high-potent offense that Ohio State prides itself on. You've got to be clicking on all cylinders. You've got to be getting those touchdowns and not kicking. Right. Yeah, man, I, I could not agree more with you. Um, I, I was disappointed uh, in, in what, what happened, what was the, uh, the end result. Um, but, but, yeah, um, that being said, we'll, we'll take our last break of, of, the, 
of the show here. Um, as I am Matt Carroll alongside Cade Williamson, uh, this is 970 FM WATH. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. It's when we dig deep. Loses it to Bjorkstrand, leaves it now for Texier, steps around his man, left wing circle. To do the right thing at the right moment. All the way around behind the net, wrap around and score! It's our blue, and out of our blue, we rise. Choose the games you want and flexible payment options with the Blue Jackets ticket plan for the 2021-2022 season. Text TICKET to 26791 for more information. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. You're listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan. And we're back here. I am your host again, Matt Carroll, alongside... Cade, why don't you why don't you tell the the people what your name is? Give yourself a shout out. Uh, yeah, my name is Cade Williamson. I'm a little bit uh, about 45 minutes outside of Columbus, Ohio. Grew up in a small town, Hebron, Ohio. Shout out to all my uh, people back home. Hope you're listening tonight. Um, grew up a kid, always been a sports fan. Listened to 97.1 in Columbus. Uh, always been a fan of the local sports team. Um, uh, surprisingly, I'm not a big Ohio professional sports guy, but overall. Young kid out here trying to make my way, and got this opportunity, and I'm really happy to have this opportunity and happy to be here. Nice, man. That's what I like to hear, you know. Um, being a freshman, that's right. Nice. You're doing the right thing, especially in your first semester, uh, and that's good to hear. But, yeah, Ohio State now no longer going to, as you would assume so, be going into the playoffs. You know, who knows how they rank, but... If they made the playoffs, I'm sure there would be riots in the streets. You never know. Yeah. You never know. That exactly. That's right. No, I agree, man. I, I, I'm with you on your first two. I, I think Georgia and Michigan are going to be your one-two going into the uh, college football playoffs. <clears throat> um, I believe three and four um, and five will be uh, a toss-up for the end of the season, our last games. Um, you know, I, as Alabama does now have a, a very tough opponent in Georgia, um, now, if they're able to beat Georgia, who knows? That's a different story. But if they do come out of that with another loss, um, I would be shocked, shocked if they their name was in the in the playoffs. But hey, that's a top name program. Um, shouldn't be any. You should not be surprised when talking about college football playoffs, college football in general. But um, I don't know. I don't get your take on this. But a playoff that I almost would like to see is you know Georgia, Michigan. Uh, Cincinnati would be awesome staying in the playoffs at number three. Um, just having a program that, again, you don't normally see. You know, it's not your Alabama. It's not your Clemson. Not your Georgia. Ohio State. But in a, a Cincinnati team that's shown that they win games and that they can win games when when needed to. Um, and then number four, a team that I would like to see, in my opinion, I think it's going to be between two teams. I think it's either between Notre Dame um, and Oklahoma State. But I'd like to see that Oklahoma State team make it in. 
How about that playoff, like, right? Yeah, I, I think that'd be very interesting. I mean, Oklahoma State just beat Oklahoma for one of the first times in the past 10 years. What a game, too. Yeah, it was. It was a great game down to the wire. They forced uh, Lincoln Riley out of, out, of, uh, out of Oklahoma as he travels out to USC now to be their head coach. But you got to be happy if, if, you're a, if you're an Oklahoma State fan because they have, they have a chance to, A, be Big 12 champions. I mean, you're going in your face with Baylor. It's somewhat of a revenge game. And you're trying to get a W. Uh, and if they can make it out of that Big 12 championship game in Dallas, I think that they have a solid chance to make it. I would rather see them over another Notre Dame team because we know the story. Agreed. We've seen it the past couple of years. It's been struggle after struggle after struggle. And this year, I don't see any difference in them. Their best win right now is Wisconsin. And Wisconsin's likely going to be unranked because they just lost to P.J. Fleck in Minnesota, which great job by him to turn that program around. Shout out to Seriously. I think that since Notre Dame, they're, they, they lost to Cincinnati. Cincinnati will be a top five team as long as they don't lose to Houston. Right. But which is possible. You never know this year. It's crazy the process. But if I were if I were the committee, I would favor Oklahoma State over Notre Dame, and I'm sure that they will because Oklahoma State was only one spot behind them, and Oklahoma State went and they just beat another top ten ranked team this past weekend. So. Exactly. And I, I agree with you. I could not agree more. Um, and I, I would be extremely disappointed if I had to see another Notre Dame team make it into the playoffs and then um, get uh, curve stomped, quite frankly, against a Georgia team because that's what uh, would happen, in my opinion. Um, and it, I think it's time to see another team, and that's why I would like to see that Oklahoma State team uh, make it in um, as, as they just did defeat uh, Oklahoma. Uh, Spencer Rattler entered the transfer protocol at, that was expected. Um, but, yeah, that I would like to see Oklahoma State make it in, but I would not be surprised, again, if they made it, they were able to somehow squeeze Notre Dame into the playoffs. Um, but as much as I, you know, as, growing up in Ohio, you know, not growing up, excuse me, I am from Pittsburgh. Shout out all my Yenzers. But going to a school in Ohio, you like to see the friends be happy with their sports teams. So I was a little disappointed in Ohio State's uh, fall from grace into the playoffs. But, hey, I'm, I'm excited to see the, 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 the new, new age of college football playoffs. Who knows? Maybe one of the last years of this four-man playoff team. And that's something I would also like to be changed. I don't know about you. We can give your quick opinion here as we're ending the show here. But... Yeah, go ahead, man. I, I, like, I like the 12-team 12, like 12 playoff, honestly. I think it gives a lot more teams, a lot more options. But if you're going to go out with the last year of the four-man or four-team playoff, you might as well go out with a bang. This year in college football has been absolutely crazy. Why not go out with a bang? And maybe we'll see a Cincinnati championship by the end of the year. No, I, I, I could not agree more. If, if, I would, if I would see a Cincinnati team hold that championship trophy, I don't know about you. <laughs> But I would be damn happy. That would be that'd be awesome, and I think that I think that'd just be good for college football. Um, you know, showing that you know not the normal same four teams have a chance to win the playoffs, but everybody has a chance. You know, you do the things that you need to. You beat the top teams in the program on your schedule. You win games, and you can make the playoffs, as in every other sport. Is ha- is you know you win, make playoffs, you can have a chance for a championship, but. That is all the time we have today. As uh, in I our 72nd you, year of uh, serving Southeast of Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM.